Please enjoy your prescribed fiction experience. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this time we've got the next chapter in our Kids on Brooms adventure, starting off year five with a bit of narrative fiction. But as usual, business first. So one of the things we were talking about in our year four review was how people stay up to date with like the latest board game releases, you know, like how you find out what's coming out. So I put that question to Twitter. I'm just going to read some of the responses there. So Riley said he solely relies on Twitter just and I asked him and he said no just whatever randomly pops up in his Twitter feed so whatever he just happens to see it informs him of new games coming out. That's, so that's quite a, Well it's a bit of a hit and miss isn't it because how would you expand your horizons if you didn't No I guess but if you just sort of if you generally follow board gamey types the chances are that you're going to see some stuff but I quite like the the random element you know it's purely by chance your your game knowledge or your game collection will be purely random based on when you log into Twitter and who's tweeted and what you see so there you go Zoe says word of mouth which Always you know just classic just hearing the chat but again I suppose if you didn't surround yourself with people who were interested in board games you you wouldn't hear any of it would you <laughs> <laughs> well no exactly or you would uh, does word of mouth include podcasts of I, words well I guess we'll say Tim was the next one from Board Game Hot Takes so he said social media podcasts and I suppose you know I guess that does count as word of mouth but I learn you know well particularly from Tim's podcasts how like loads of the games that they talk about are ones that I have either never played or never heard of so that's quite educational in a way you can listen to a podcast listen to someone else's review and sort of make that decision based on those what do you think is the most obscure game that that we've talked about on here that people would have never heard of. Well, like, according to Tim, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like we've had quite a few obscure-ish ones towards the end of last year, haven't we? But yeah. Has anybody oh, people let us know if they've heard something we've talked about and gone out and got it because of that and they've never heard of it before? Yeah, I'd say what? Like, so can we, anybody, can we take the credit for any of your purchases? That's what we want to know. Tim also said, board game geek because they have the the hotness don't they or the top list of what's mm. what's hot right now so i guess if you just logged on and checked that every so often you'd find out what the latest games were wouldn't you well i do my you know google kitchen games or whatever and then then i sort of cross-reference it on board game geek as a sort of wonder where it is on the rankings or popularity so that's a good sounding board i think absolutely olivia gabay says also board game geek but reddit as well i don't really know how reddit works what is reddit <laughs> no i've never really understood it it's like an online it was just board. like message boards and stuff isn't it well, pretty is much it? it's a very basic it doesn't it's not like it doesn't look like anything it looks like your basic 90s message board but yeah i don't really understand and you so have a you thread, could... someone will set up a thread being like what is your favorite board game and everyone will sort of post underneath okay this. so you could find like a board game reddit and just troll through that and see what catches your eye I suppose yeah I don't I don't really understand Reddit 
know that no. much. <laughs> but I know that they're called Redditors, aren't they? I am not a Redditor. <laughs> no, never am I. I don't want to be. <laughs> and our final one, uh, Jeff Games says YouTube. Fair enough. I mean, that's like similar to the podcast, isn't it? You just, because a lot of content creators have like YouTube channels where they do unboxings and stuff, don't they? What was his um, name? Jeff Games. Games. That's a yeah. good name. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably not his real surname, I suspect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I <was gonna> say. <laughs> but so YouTube, TikTok, which I hadn't even considered, but I suppose that must be similar. You must get TikTok accounts that do board gaming stuff. 30 seconds or whatever TikTok is. Yeah, isn't there someone that does literally like just one minute reviews and they it's all crammed into one minute? Oh no, don't think so. Fine. And just following specific creators on Twitter. So rather than the Riley method of just randomly seeing, but like following specific designers and specific game companies and seeing what comes up there. So there you go. A wide variety. But no one has said from their local shop or their local, you, you know, you get your email from the local shop and stuff saying what's coming up and stuff. You get a lot from there. I'm surprised nobody, Yeah. you know, you go into your local and you know your Your FLGS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, there must be like newsletters and stuff like that. No one said that. There you go. Disappointing. But yeah, if I had to pick one of those to do, I think probably just checking the Board Game Geek hotness would be probably the easiest, I think. But then I suppose you wouldn't hear about, I suppose on Twitter and stuff, you're hearing about sort of Kickstarter things. Mm. More. Ooh, do you know what I saw on Kickstarter? Well, no, I saw a tweet about Kickstarter. Star Realms Legacy. Oh, okay. No, we like Star Realms. I thought you were going to say Tiny Library or something. No, they do have Tiny Tome, which I believe is a book like similar, but instead of all the cards, I think it's a book of just like little RPG sort of things. Hmm. So there you go. I forgot. Sorry. Yeah, I forgot how much you loved Tiny Library. My mistake. I don't know. It's just had a resurgence in my head. <laughs> in your head. <laughs> the only place it's had a... No, that's not <laughs> Oh my God, it's so harsh. I know. So yes, that's that. And after last week, us complain. We're not really complaining, but commenting about how our number of new listening territories, you know, has rapidly declined. We got a new listening territory in the first week of year five. It is Peru. Ooh. Oh, not Does, Peru. Um, no. Does Paddington Bear come from Peru? I was about to say, that's all I know about Peru is that's where Paddington Bear came from. There you go. Let's, it was probably Paddington Bear listening to it with Her Majesty the Queen. But oh, anyway, oh, I wonder if there, I bet there's a Paddington Bear game out there. Why don't you Google it using your tried and true method for finding games <laughs> anyway to the peruvians i'm gonna say hola <laughs> there you go so that is all the business bid business <laughs> that is all the business <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is all business <laughs> so without any further ado i give you kids on brooms chapter five whack are you are sitting, you sitting comfortably? comfortably then i'll, then begin. I'll begin previously on kids on brooms cooper's been behaving really strangely as well he he just attacked somebody is, is something wrong with the serpents now grace it's come to our attention that you allegedly attacked miss whipshaft yesterday i'll predict that grace will be expelled no but she will be in detention um welcome to like totally the final round of our little competition you can probably guess that today's challenge is totally going to be a dueling task but just as you're packing up you hear a familiar whispered voice down in the basement find, find me, me find, find me, me. Find 
on your way to potions class, you see, obviously, Jim Goodhall out, but he's supervising the loading of Heggers and Cooper into the back of a transport truck. With a rumble, it drives off. Have we not got Serpent Ball this afternoon? Um, oh, it looks like it's going to be cancelled, mate. Oh, have you uh, noticed these like weird, like uh, feathery things or leafy type things? As a matter of fact, I was just looking at one when I had my little accident. You're not going to be dueling your opponent. You're going to be dueling your friends. Well, oh, absolutely stunning fight, guys. But that means Merida, you are the Aberforth winner. Yeah. No, that was an amazing display of dueling skill. Miss Roundberg, well done. Round of applause for Jesse, everybody. It is blatantly obvious, Miss Lyons, that you did not do the reading that I set <laughs> in my absence. You will be getting another detention tomorrow. <laughs> what? I can't believe it. I have a recollection that prior to being munched by Cooper, Donnie mentioned that he'd borrowed his brother's hair gel. That serpent of yours, Heggers, just went crazy and started chasing me. Didn't matter what zone of the pool I was in, just coming after me. How strange. Once he got um... to me, it just wouldn't let go. Kept scratching me, sniffing me, licking my head. It was gross. Oh, is that yours? I'm just going to sort of point at the bottle of hair gel on his bedside table. You can borrow a wee bit if you like. It's cinnamon and clove hair wax. Okay, well, we'll try the out of bounds door. The air seems to go thick and sort of like wobble, 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 wobble. Your arm just like flies back and suddenly, and then you're both going to be in detention lesson three tomorrow. Evening, guys. Yeah, yeah. As you know, we've been having a little contest, yeah? Obviously, you all know the prizes, but those prizes will be especially presented at a super amazing event tomorrow night in the main hall by none other than the band Whack. It's Friday morning and last night you all discovered that Whack are going to be playing at the prize ceremony tonight. What is the general reaction to this news? <laughs> Does everyone share that opinion? Or a Whack? <laughs> a Whack like a niche, niche band or are they, you know, world renowned? I'm secretly excited but I won't admit it because... You know, they're a bit a bit poppy, like it's I don't know. They're good, but kind of not it's not cool to like them necessarily. They're like the backstreet boys of the magical world. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm upstairs putting on all my whack, you know, t-shirt, rose, <laughs> all the badges from all Excellent. the albums. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Grace, you unfortunately have a message on your magic message board this morning. Yeah. All it says is your mother wishes to speak to you turn around you do so and there she is shimmering oh, no. and flickering oh, no. uh, like she's projecting herself into your room so may you describe your mother please age appearance outlook um i think she she's very well made up you know one of these um very chic women in her early 40s and she she was a social climber and now she has climbed well she works for the magical council doesn't she she definitely does and she's a very important person. She looks at you disapprovingly. Grace, you know how busy I am at the council. I do not have time to be dealing with your delinquency. Fighting is bad enough, but not doing homework. You know Pugnacia Whipshaft is just looking for any excuse to criticise me and steal my position as the F-wit liaison. Don't disappoint me again.
again. What's what's your reaction to this stern message? Um, I'm really sorry, and I won't do it again. I should think not. If it happens again, Grace, we will have to take serious steps as to your re-education. No, you don't mean... <laughs> yes, yes, I do. You will be spending... Remember the uh, catch-up camp that you were at over the summer? We'll be pulling you out of Hollyfirth immediately and taking you back there for some one-on-one private tutoring until you can learn how to behave. I I will do all my homework and more. And no more fighting? No. Good. Now, I have to get to a very important council meeting. This is the last I expect to hear of your uh, misbehaviour, young lady. Okay, bye. She, love you, bye. She fizzles <laughs> out. She fizzles out, leaving you to get ready for your first lesson, which everyone is illusions, which I believe you all have, do you not? You get to illusions. Jesse and Xavier, can you each roll a d6, please? Three. Uh, also three. Can you each roll a d6 again then, please? <laughs> <laughs> Six. Four. Then, Xavier, what are you learning in illusions today? You've finished, you've moved on from doors. Now what mm, is it? Well, we are learning how to... We're learning how to create like a stream of water that sort of suddenly appears and, you know, sort of meanders along like, the floor or, or the tabletop or something and then sort of disappears into nothing. Jesse, what's one notable thing that happens during this lesson? During the lesson, somebody creates a waterfall that looks like a river of blood rather than uh, oh. water. Resident goth creates a river of blood. How emo. Grace, while you're busy, uh, you know, studying, practicing the water illusion spell, you get a funny feeling. It's almost like you're about to have a vision. What What does, how do you know you, like, what, what does it feel like when you're about to get one of your famous premonitions? Um, like I'm about to sneeze. Well, what, <laughs> what happens? And vision. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> what do what do you see? What do you feel in this vision? Um, something really useful. Actually, Some wait, wait, of... wait. Hold on there. Just because you said something really useful, I think you should <laughs> test your brains. Test your brains. If you get a high roll, your vision can be helpful and relevant. If you get a low roll, your vision can be something shit like, ooh, it's ham for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nine plus one. It's a, it's a middling, it's a middling vision. It's not completely useless, but it's not going to blow the plot wide open. Go. Okay, I think I am going to see the stage set up for tonight for the performance, and then I it's an empty stage, and I can hear things going on backstage or through the door, and then there's a big crash. And are you going to keep this vision to yourself, or are you going to share it with your classmate? I'm not going to share it with everyone because I. I'm trying not to be the the weird premonition girl. Understandable. I might share it with my close friends if uh, if the opportunity arises. Maybe with Jesse, just in case. You know, it was Whack who got hurt. Maybe something fell on them. I don't know. I just heard a crash. Well, the rest of your illusions lesson passes in the blink of an eye, as such lessons do. It gets to break time. As you're all walking out from the classroom, you hear raised voices in the corridor and you hang back to listen. Oh, please, you have to give me another chance. Um, like, totally no. Merida won fair and square, yeah, yeah. But it was a fluke. I promise I can do better. Uh, like one day, kid, you'll totally thank me for this. Yeah. Moments later, Barry Cooper comes round the corner and from round the corner, you hear sad little sniffles going on. That's clearly uh, Donnie. Yeah. 
gonna go comfort Dunny. I don't know. I feel like I should, but I don't think he'd receive it well. I think it would hurt his pride if he knew we'd heard him crying. He's a very proud young man by the sounds of it. So going to uh, maybe make a lot of noise in the other direction so people don't go that way because I'm feeling nice today. Are you going to cast a Bandagast spell? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> well, I'm quite good at that now. Uh, I'm just going to go for the much more old-fashioned, accidentally throw my bag across the floor so everything flies out. <laughs> Nice. Ah, That's the grace, the grace tactic. <laughs> yeah, the grace tactic. But I, I don't have a, something people want to steal particularly. I'm just gonna. Oh no! All my books. <laughs> <laughs> well, drawn by the noise. Donny Zimmer comes around the corner. You can see he's, you know, his eyes are a bit red, but he's doing his best. Oh, what have you done now, you wee shite? I don't know, just just must have tripped. Could you give me a hand? <laughs> I suppose so. So he helps you uh, picking up all your stuff. Um, but that's when he notices Mr. Xavier West. Hey, can I have a wee word with you in private? Oh, uh, sure. What do you want, Donny? He, he glares at the girls. I said in private. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch up later. Um, let's go for a walk outside, Donny. Okay, you head out into the grounds, and Donny Zimmer. Now it's now it's just the lads. Leans forward conspiratorially. Everyone says you're the top prankster around here. I need your help. I'm intrigued. Go on. I want to make Barry Cooper look stupid at his fancy prize-giving ceremony. What do you say? Ooh. Oh, I'm certainly interested. I kind of wanted to do something similar myself, but I don't know. Didn't really have the guts. But if there's two of us, I think this could work quite well. Hey, what shall we do? What did you have in mind? Um. Oh, mm. when he gets up to the microphone, we could set him on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, I don't know, not very kind of subtle or, you know, elegant. Okay, How okay, nope, I get what you're saying. What about when he hands over those magical brooms to that bitch Merida who doesn't deserve it, we set him on fire? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing some rage. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to kind of um, take away from from um, Jesse and Merida's, uh, you know, big moment. We just oh, want to get Barry Cooper. Do you fancy that Jesse Romberg girl? Do you want her to be your wife? Uh, That's <laughs> gross. <laughs> Me? No, no. But, you know, you too. I see you, uh, you know, you've been you've been talking occasionally, hanging out a little bit. Hey, she rescued my head from out of a serpent's mouth. Speaks <laughs> to true love. Um, well, I don't know. I think we need to do something a bit more embarrassing. Barry Cooper's sort of big into himself. Ooh. I don't know. We could go for some sort of really embarrassing illusion. Make it look like he's wet himself or something. We did that water illusion earlier. Uh, maybe you weren't there. I don't know. What do you do? Do you study? Here. I, I, I do occasionally, but I was out in the corridor having a week uh, chat. I wasn't crying. I was having a chat. I was late. I was beating up a yeah, year seven yeah. uh, underclassman. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think yeah, I like the sound from... of that. We could make him look like he's sure. wet himself, and then oh, we could enchant his belt so his trousers fall down. Aha. Yes, I like it. Okay, how are we going to do... One of us can do the belt enchantment. One of us can do the water illusion. Well, if, we... if, you've, been, if you've been learning the water in class just now, you do that and I'll do the belt. Yeah, okay. Um, if we stand in different places in the hall, then hopefully they won't be able to pinpoint kind of who's doing what. We should get caught. Well, we should be it'll be really hard to tell. Everyone will have their wands out. You know, like um, the fuckwits do with the cigarette lighters and that. Oh, uh, yeah. Doing yeah, that. Yeah. You know, like when 
time Dumbledore died. Who? Yeah, I don't know. I read it in a book. <laughs> yeah, sure. Cool. All right, okay. I tell you what. Catch I'll, you I'll just meet before you at... the oh, no, go on. Yes, I'll meet you at the start of the concert and then we can uh, make Barry Cooper pay for not giving me that prize. Sounds like a plan. See you then. Okay, bye. He he struts off. A spring in his step now that a, a plan for justice has been concocted. Well, it gets to the end of break time. Xavier and Jesse, you have transformation class next. So we're going to go there. Same again. Roll a d6. Three. Okay. Three for Mario. Two for me. The same way round again. So, Xavier, what, what are you learning in transformation? You finished mm-hmm. doing wood to stone. Remember you... The stove, in fact. The stove that you created out of that table uh-huh. is still just against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good-looking stove. You know, Frigg. She's like, oh, hello, Petals. I actually really liked that stove. So we're going to keep it just as a little just as a little <laughs> testament, my darling. It's all right. Uh-huh. Plus, it'll be useful in winter, won't it, sweeties? Yeah, thanks, miss. Uh, what are we doing today? We are... Well, obviously, we're going back the other way. Stone, stone to wood. Uh, and Jesse, notable thing? Notable thing this time is that Benny actually does really well. He turns his rock not just into a log, but into a whole tree. Yeah, she, oh, well there's just done. a tree in the middle of the room now. That's brilliant. She's so, Juno Frigg is so impressed that she gives Benny Hollows like a hug, but one of those really creepy, too long hugs. And Benny's <laughs> just sort of standing there really awkwardly, not really knowing what to do. Probably the biggest success he's had in his entire school career, I'd say. Mm. Bless him. But um, sadly, because because of where we are, the tree slowly dies as, uh, as the lesson goes on. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> over to Grace. You actually don't have a lesson this period, but obviously you have detention next lesson. So what are you doing for this for this hour until your detention starts? Um, all my homework. <laughs> <laughs> where where are you doing this? What's going on? Um, well, I thought I would do it in the library. We have a library. We do have a library. It's upstairs at the end of the corridor, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm going to go to the uh, library, which is nowhere near the main hall. Which was, Why don't you want to be near the main hall? Well, I don't know what's going to fall over and I don't want to be caught by it. <laughs> You're still worried about your premonition. Yeah. Well, again, I'll ask you what's, you know, what's one notable thing that happens during your study session in the library? Um, so... Um, there's a shelf of books that are only there intermittently. It's quite rare that they appear, so you have to grab them while they're there, and they appear. And so somebody shouts, "They're here!" and everyone just rushes to grab books. Are you Are you going <laughs> to rush to grab a book? I'm going to go and help because the librarian, poor thing, is trying to catalogue them, <laughs> but she doesn't know what books we no. even have. Well, test test your fight because, as you can imagine, it is a scramble. It is a scramble <laughs> to get to the books 11 out of 12 oh well done you managed you successfully managed to lay hands on one of these mysterious vanishing books do you know what i'm gonna let you choose any spell you want and you can add it as mastered to your to your sheet which you learned from this book that you just managed to grab well i think it's an old book and so it will be something victorian or something i don't know something like (laughs) 
<laughs> sexy ankle flash spell. <laughs> the illusion of sexy ankles. There yes. are ankles. <laughs> how to rip a lady's bodice. Surely how to remove the bodice without ripping it. Oh, how to clear like smog and smoke and <laughs> fog. Very thick in Victorian London. Make a, make a note on your sheet. If ever you need to cast a spell of that nature, you can have it as mastered. Thank you. Also, the uh, the incantation is, it's a right pea super and no mistake. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not done with the proper like cockney intonation does the spell not work <laughs> <laughs> after that little library educational adventure the time comes for grace and xavier to make their way down to monty blackfriar's office for their detention when you get to the basement monty blackfriar himself is waiting for you well <clears throat> if it isn't my two little door botherers i've got two tasks but I'm a nice guy. I'll let you choose amongst yourselves. First, Mr. Wilberforce needs some help over in botany. Not sure what with. I, I couldn't really understand him, to be honest. But also, the uh, F-Whip male needs enchanting. So, your choice, kids. Grace, you should you should go to Wilberforce. Didn't you have something you wanted to show him? Yes. <laughs> I already showed him the leaf. The plant thing we found. Did we, I can't remember. Did we keep it? Did we take a picture of it? I can't remember. You took a photo of it, I think. Photo. I'm going to go and show him this yeah. photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do the other thing. Okay, you're doing the fuckwit male that needs enchanting. Grace, you get to the botany room and you see Nigel Wilberforce just standing there in the middle of the room holding a hacksaw with his back to you. Oh. He's there, he's just staring, staring at all the dead plants holding a hacksaw. I'm going to knock on the door despite the fact it's open and I've already walked in. He turns around. Oh, oh Georgina. Hello. Um, <laughs> are you here? Are you here for a detention? I am. Yes. Excellent. Well, I mean, not excellent that you've got detention, obviously that's really bad that's naughty but uh, as you can see all the dead plants uh, I need help clearing them out it looks a bit shit doesn't it really coming into the botany room and it's all just dead dead branches it's killing the vibe as you young kids might say so uh, I really need you to just give me a hand so yes thanks okay. I'll start over here okay, so do how you have a spare do... hacksaw I tell you what you use this hacksaw if you want because we're in magical school so I'm probably going to use magic to do it. The hacksaw was just, just an afterthought, really, to look creepy when you arrived. To be honest, uh, I thought it might be Xavier West that was going to come, and he's been pissing about with all my seeds and bottles and things, so I thought I'd give him a little scare. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll tell him about the hacksaw if you want. Yes, say I looked really threatening. Yeah, okay, I barely made it out alive, Doctor. Absolutely. If it, do you want, I could cut you just a little bit to make it uh, more realistic, maybe? Maybe no, a chunk I, of hair? No, because then I'd have to go to uh, Matron Flubber and then I wouldn't be able to help you. No, that's true. Also, I'd probably lose my job for something like that, wouldn't I? All, all the drinking and being completely incompetent, absolutely fine. But all the amount of red tape if you actually hurt a child, it's ridiculous. Outrageous, sir. Why don't you show me the spell you're going to use and I'll start at this end. Well, it's a simple cutting spell, actually. So Nigel Wilberforce takes out his wand and he just makes like a slicing motion. Would you believe the incantation is hacksaw? I'm loving it. <laughs> so if you would like to attempt to cast the hacksaw spell, that would be probably brawn 
I think. And he got a D4 on that. Oh dear. <laughs> Probably don't bother with looking up all the. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, you get a D4 plus a D4, so you get to roll it twice, wouldn't you? Okay. Oh, to be fair, I've got a D4 plus one. There you go. That's uh, one, two, three. Have you ever cast anything similar before? No. Okay. Have you? Have... <laughs> Have you ever seen it? Because you have, you just saw Nigel no, Wilberforce. I just witnessed it. Yeah. Okay. So one, two, three, four, five. It's a it's a different difficulty of five. Brawn difficulty five, and you get two d four plus one, right? Oh, I got a three and a one. It's one. Bang on five. Bang on five. Well, I imagine you cast the old. It's not even you cast the spell, but just barely. The strain <laughs> is clear. Nigel Wilberforce is just shaking his head as you like a sweat breaks out on your forehead. <laughs> Your arm is trembling, you know, but the spell gets the job done. So you're, you're doing an adequate job at that. After a, you know, after a, a while of plants hacking a hacksaw spell, Nigel Wilberforce just sort of, you know, sidles over to you. So, uh, no, Gillian, did anything come of those uh, plant scale things that you were that you were investigating? Um, no, we're still looking for whatever they are. We haven't worked out well, where they come. Maybe if you spent a little less time in detention you might have some more time to actually get to the bottom of this plot ah uh, you're right sir i'll uh i'll try and avoid detention in future good good um, we did come across something else interesting really pray yes. do tell we found a flower in the middle of the maze really a plant you say what an a growing? live growing plant yeah shit the bed <laughs> uh, i got a photo on my phone fingers crossed it was my phone we took the photo on not Xavier's I'm sure he could have messaged you it messaged it to you (laughs) good lord that's extraordinary just give me one moment he goes and um, you know fannies about with some botany books and he returns excitedly showing you this picture in the botany textbook Oh, that says... It is the Heggington Rose. Nobody except Miranda Heggington has ever been able to grow this extremely rare flower. No one's seen one of these since Miranda Heggington disappeared. Wherever did you see it, uh, Jemima? In the middle of the maze, um, you can find it by just following the whispering voice. The whispering voice? Have you been yeah. drinking? You haven't drunk any of my special botany spray, have you? That's just for the flowers <laughs> no we we found Which it it's odd because there aren't any flowers so secretly it's for me <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, your your secret's safe with me, sir. So I won't tell anyone. <laughs> um, so this is no, never mind. You're all right, my dear. <laughs> yeah, that special special drink getting to me. If you've been hearing voices, you really should go and talk to uh, Sarah Flubber about it. Okay, we only heard the voice around the flower. Does that make a difference? Well, I don't know. You haven't told me what the voice said or what it sounded like, or in fact anything. This is just the ramblings of a teenage girl. And people say I'm incoherent most of the time. <laughs> it was a whispering female voice saying, find me. Find, find me. me? Find me. Well, if only we knew of a female that had been missing for a considerable amount of time that was linked somehow to this sort of rose. I, I wouldn't be able to possibly speculate. Do you, what do you know about Miranda Higgington's disappearance? Well, it happened around the time of the great 
great magical flower competition. And both Miranda Hegington... <coughs> oh, no. Excuse me, I think that one actually was plant fertilizer. Both Miranda Hegington and Davina Hattenberg, in fact, actually were entered in the competition. There was always a bit of a rivalry there between the two of them. And uh, just when it got to the, the final of the competition, it was down to Davina and Miranda. But Miranda never turned up. And so Davina won by default. And did she just no one seen her since? I'm sorry, say that again. I was talking over you like some sort of rude fuck. Did she disappear overnight or during the day? Well, I don't know. I don't know who the last to see her was. She was supposed to turn up at the award ceremony in the afternoon and she just never did. And where was she meant to be staying? Was it here? Well, she was the botany teacher, so she lives at the school like we all do. And what room was hers? Well, we all have our dorms in the staff block. So one of those, although I imagine it's probably been cleaned out by now, technically it should be mine as the next botany professor, but for some reason, they I don't know, she's one of the founders, she's the founder of the school. Maybe they didn't want me in there. Probably too cool to be in there, I am. That'll be it, sir, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think that's about all the exposition I've got for you there, so probably time you ran along now. Okay. You've done an excellent job hacksawing all these broken dead plants and stuff. Thank if you, you ever need a reference, you come to me. If you want a job in the hacksaw business, I'll write you a very favourable review. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, take care then. Goodbye, Granny. And then he slams the door. <laughs> going to jump over to Xavier now. Your detention task is uh, going to reception and helping sort the, the F-wit male. Now, as has been discussed, so the tech Technical term for a non-magical person is a friend without talent, FWT, FWIT, but unfortunately people refer to them as FWITs or fuckwits. So anyway, reception is at the main entrance of the school. It's got some comfy chairs and a desk. Behind the desk, there's a set of shelves with all like papers and envelopes, etc. Now who's who's the Hollyfirth receptionist, Xavier? Receptionist is I'm trying to think of I don't know, some sort of magic non-human or half-human sort of thing just for just to change it up a centaur yeah. in an office environment yeah don't need a chair do they you can stand up sure yeah okay there we go which uh, all the high shelves yeah yeah exactly okay so the, the school sort of receptionist slash administrator is, is a centaur called Charlie and they're just you know they've been at the school forever just you, you know even even you know parents know, know Charlie they're uh, Charlie was around when they were at school. Charlie's an old centaur. I mean, no one knows, you know, are they a male centaur or a female centaur? Are they young? Are they old? Uh, pff, no one <laughs> no one's really noticed because as a non-human, everyone's just like, meh, uh, <laughs> whatever. Don't pay attention to them. Minor character. <laughs> Who cares? Minor character. <laughs> ah, <laughs> hello. You're my little helper, are you? <laughs> no. Every day <laughs> we get, every day we get a load of F-wit mail <laughs> that needs to be enchanted to appear on people's message boards. <laughs> no! <laughs> 
<laughs> Why don't we just hand them to people like the normal postman? We're in a magic school. <laughs> Let me teach you the scanning spell, which I was going to say is difficult. So I've got hooves, but I'm a centaur. So I also have hands. So don't you worry. Nay. So um, <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> Charlie the centaur mm -hmm. is going to teach you the scanning spell. They mm -hmm. get their wand and they hold up an envelope. And it's weird. They don't even need to open the envelope to see what's in it. They just point their wand. You know, like a barcode scanner. It's sort of like a little just line. And they scan it down and then they chant the name of the person that the message is for and then it should appear on their message board. So they have a message like a reception message board and so they point their wand and go... Charlie the centaur <laughs> and then the message should appear behind on Charlie's notice board. <laughs> Xavier it's going to be brain seven to learn the scanning mm -hmm. spell. Okie dokie. Oh uh nine. Successful. You cast the spell but not impressively. I mean there's mm. no there's no fireworks there's no uh it works it's clear that you've put some serious effort into making it succeed. So there you go <laughs> the message translates and all it says is practice message. <laughs> <laughs> So it still looks like a slightly not great photocopy. It's sort of yeah. just a bit <laughs> <laughs> Well, it looks like you've got the hang of this. Charlie hands you a stack of envelopes and you just need to start scanning those while Charlie goes and busies themselves sorting out various other receptionist duties. Um, but Buttoning up that cardigan. And yeah, absolutely. Buttoning up the cardigan, sharpening some pencils. Their glasses. Looking disapprovingly at anyone that dares walk through the front door like it's the biggest oh god I've got to deal with someone <laughs> chomping on an apple <laughs> eating some sugar lumps that sort of stuff now Xavier as you're sorting through you notice that one of the envelopes seems to be uh, slightly ripped open and it would be fairly easy to uh, peek at the, the message inside mm -hmm. also the only thing it says on the front is Hildegard well I mean you know I suppose I could send it to the staff room but if I just, I'll just have a peek inside, I'll check. It's a message uh, on a sort of torn, crumpled bit of lilac paper. And it says, those serpents were pathetic. They couldn't even take out those two teenagers. The dose will have to be increased for the final test. I feel like we should all gasp at the same time. <gasps> <gasps> no! I'm going to pocket the note. I'm not going to scan it. How will they ever know? Fair enough. The rest of your detention passes without events. Charlie gives you a sugar lump for your good work. Jesse, while these two were in detention, what have you been doing? Um, I've gone out to do a bit of flying. So I've taken my broom out to the flying grounds because I could catch up on the lessons I missed or I could do some flying. Understandable. Uh, I've gone out to the flying grounds, you know, practicing some barrel rolls. Odin's working on some tricks. Just having a, a bit of fun, bit of a, a wind down, try and get all my excitement out before tonight. What's what's one sort of notable thing that occurs while in your free time then? Um, I notice that Professor Pendergast and Jim Goodall are sort of heading at speed over to the Serpent House again and looking quite furtive about it because we don't normally see the headmaster going to see the serpents. He doesn't normally deign to go down there. Mm -hmm. I think that's a bit a bit odd. So I'm trying to fly a bit closer, but I'm obviously <clears throat> way too high to hear what's going on and it would look a bit suspect. <laughs> it would look a bit suspect. I mean, you could try and cast some sort of sound hearing sort of spell if you 
wished to describe such a thing or you could it depends how interested are you in finding out what's going on bearing in mind i've got nothing scripted because you literally just made this up so (laughs) (laughs) i'm quite interested because you know um, i'm interested in what's happening with the serpents because serpent ball is my life so i need to need to know what's going on okay yeah so i'm going to try some kind of amplifying spell but so that it amplifies it out of the wand so you sort of point it at where they are it picks up the sound and you can just hear it out of the wand a bit like a, a receiving device ever cast it before nope ever seen it be cast do you even of... know it's possible <laughs> yes i've seen it done a couple of times i've seen some of the other girls doing it trying to listen in on gossip but i've never actually done it myself in that case it's going to be probably brains eight. Oh dear six it simply fails <laughs> narratively you'll be pleased to know there's no impact on the story from this failure yeah. <laughs> just a wee a wee gust of wind blows jim goodhall's hat off and he's like straight <laughs> then he bends down picks it up but nobody looks your way nothing um they disappear into the serpent center mm. time goes on everyone finishes their uh you know their lessons or their detentions or their flying practice and there's a palpable sense of excitement uh, as everyone starts to make their way to the main hall. A lot of people, like Grace had on, you know, are wearing whack pin badges and whack paraphernalia. When you get inside, the furniture's all been cleared out and the stage has been set up. And would you believe it, Grace? It looks exactly like you saw in your vision. There's a buzz of excitement. I'm just going to ask each of you what your favourite whack song is called. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse, what's your favourite whack? Hit. It's gonna be flying high. Xavier? F Whip Rhapsody. <laughs> Rhapsody. And Grace, what's your favourite wax song? Yellow Flowers. Well, you get there, everyone gather, you know, the, the main hall is heaving. Everyone's there, all the staff, you know, all the teachers, even Charlie the Centaurs come to watch. Monty Blackfriars come up from the basement to watch. Everyone's there. This is like a huge Holly Firth event. Barry Cooper gets on the stage. Yeah, now um, the prizes are going to be given out at the end of the night. Um, but for now, I know the moment you've all been waiting for. Give it up for Cherry Lion's Mane and Whack. Cherry Lion's Mane, the the lead singer of Whack, steps out. She's a sleek, elegant, elfin lady, but with a huge ass share style hair. Boom. And she starts to sing. Oh, we'll never 
Naturally, the crowd is engrossed. Xavier, you catch sight of Donny Zimmer sort of beckoning at you from, from the edge of the room. So what are we going to... We'll start with Xavier, seeing as you've got the, the trick mm -hmm. plan. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, I'll go over and just have a quick chat to Donny just to make sure we, we, we know what's going on, what moment we're going to uh, carry out our plan. All right, Xavier, how's it going? Uh, yeah, good, good. What, what's the plan? When are we going to go? Go ahead. Well, he said that at the end of the concert is when the prize giving's going to be. So presumably he'll be getting back up on stage to do that. I've been practicing the buckle buster spell. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, do you want to do it before or after they've done the prizes? I don't know. Isn't that uh, Cherry Lion's Man supposed to be like actually presenting the prizes? So maybe before. No, but if we do it before, then they might stop and not give out the prizes. Oh, I don't know, but I don't care because I'm not even getting one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, let's let's do it afterwards. Do it. I'm sure he's going to do some like closing remarks or whatever. Yeah, we'll do it then. Hey. Okay. Right. Well, I don't know what's the distance on your water spell. I have to be quite near the front row to to get those kicks down. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to be as close. I don't think. But still, I don't know, maybe like halfway down the hall. If I'm too far forward, then it will be really obvious, I think. All right, and I think I should go first. I should pull his trousers down and then you make him wet himself. Okay, got it. See you later. All right, good luck. <laughs> hey, this song's not half bad, is it? Oh, yeah, no, it's all right. All right, bye. Bye. Jesse, what, what, what are you doing during the whack concert? Obviously, we're right at the front, dancing away. I've got my, my whack t-shirt on under my robe, so I've sort of opened them up like, woo, yeah. Nice. Enjoying the show. Grace, what about you? What are you doing? I am also right near the front. Um, doing homework. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get nearer to the, the door um, leading off the stage so that if there is a terrible accident, I can rush and help and the band will be really grateful and invite me on their tour. Well, you're all surprised to see, like, the, the biggest enthusiast among the staff seems to be Monty Blackfriar. He's proper up there, giving it a dance, throwing some shapes someone in the crowd just randomly oh but what if there's a caretaking emergency during the concert Mr Blackbriar he's like oh no I've been waiting too long for this it's been 20 years since I've last seen Whack I don't care what's going on anywhere else in the school I'm <laughs> staying here <laughs> and, he, and he continues to dance with reckless abandon perfect opportunity <laughs> the, perfect, the perfect opportunity is there anything that you would like to do whilst everyone's distracted at the whack concert yes having had my curiosity peaked by dr wilberforce i feel like we do need to investigate this whispering voice but how i mean you've got I'm the out of bounds to, door how are you going to get into that i'm going to fight my way along the stage towards jesse test your fight you said it not me <laughs> <laughs> well they're really popular so that would be a five out of twelve Ooh. you you fought you force your way through but some really enthusiastic dancing sort <laughs> of so you get elbowed in the ribs you get does grace wear glasses if so they're sort of not to skew you know you're just getting jostled and battered so by the time that you get to Jesse you're probably a bit bruised a bit battered yeah. hair's all just like yeah. I spent ages styling that into my favourite <laughs> you okay? I'm going to you know start gesturing her to move back away from all the noise so I can tell her I'm going to sort of beckon her ah! 
come with me. I can't hear you. Let's go outside. <laughs> right, can I see Xavier? Yeah, I'm nowhere near the front particularly, so I'm probably not immediately visible. Well, it's just as I fight my way through, it's because I don't need to be left out of the investigating. And no, also, sure, sure. you know, you're a you know a professional prankster. This is <laughs> basically your wheelhouse. <laughs> um, <laughs> but okay, I don't so you, you, you get Xavier, you find Xavier, you get him. We'll get back in time for the prank, you'll be fine. <laughs> Well, yeah, I figure... Oh, you because Jessie needs to collect her broom anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the music is the cover, right? As soon as the music stops and the prize giving starts, you know, that's when we need to be yeah. hightailing it back anyway. So, yeah, let's uh, sneak away while we can. What's going on, Grace? God, you look estate. What happened? Oh, I did my hair really carefully and then all these horrible people just dancing wildly and uh, they didn't seem to realise I was trying to walk through. Remind me to teach you how to shoulder charge. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I thought you were a huge wh- whack fan. What's uh, Why do you want to head out? I am, but I've just seen Monty Blackfriar right at the front listening to the music. This is the perfect chance for us to sneak in that closed door. Yeah. Yes, under the cover of the music. Maybe he won't hear the alarm going off if we mess it up again. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jesse, kind of, I don't know, we haven't really got the time, but there's a an out-of-bounds door downstairs in the basement and it, it's been talking to Grace I don't really understand <laughs> I think it has something to do with Miranda's disappearance cool yes on that note the and flower I... we found is the Heggington rose oh. only grown by Miranda Heggington I think it's a sign also when I was in detention earlier um, I saw this really weird message that was from I don't know persons unknown uh, it has to do with the, the serpents I think we need to look into this but later Okay, well, you don't have to sell it to me anymore. Let's go. Good thing I've got my granddad's magic key. Oh, yeah, I heard locked door. I thought adventure. I'm in. Let's go. The three of you, well, the everyone, literally everyone is uh, having fun in the main hall. The three of you sneak down to the basement. And obviously, as usual, there's Monty Blackfire's office and there's the mysterious out of bounds door. As soon as you get down there, though, Jesse, like you can feel the key in your pocket is sort of like vibrate. It's like it can sense the lock there. Did Do you know anything about the key? Does it need special anything to work? Do you just like... What, what have you been told about the key from your grandpa? I've been told that it will open almost any lock, even those that are magically sealed locks, that you don't need to do anything particularly special to make it work. He never told me about it vibrating like this before, because I have used it before, but it's never done this before. Oh, what are you going to do? I'm going to try it anyway. Well, you take your key out and you hold it up to the lock. And just like Grace and Xavier saw Monty Blackfriar's key, it sort of shifts and like, and it changes to make the shape, the exact shape required for the lock. You put it in everyone braces for the alarm to go off but it doesn't the door opens with a click and it opens onto just a narrow corridor with another door at the end of it and on this door is written private staff vaults Ooh. Ooh. i wonder what they're hiding down here intriguing what did you say was down here again uh, find, find me find me find me, find me. That, voice. that voice yeah okay 
Let's go. All right. I'm going to um, take my key oh, out. Is this going to be booby trapped? Do we know a spell? Has anyone got any ball bearings? Why do you need ball bearings? <laughs> to roll them along the floor. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Not on me. No. Uh, well, I, oh, I can't believe you're a merry prankster and you don't have <laughs> ball bearings just always on hand. <laughs> right. Sure. Well, I think Xavier should go first. <laughs> <laughs> what have we all got in our bags? I've, I mean, I've got some snack bars we can throw down the corridor that's about mm. it I've just got my notebook on dimensional research <laughs> <laughs> nothing else at all nothing no useful. okay um, I'll just go for it just... okay. you don't have Teddy with you <laughs> I do not want to tell everyone <laughs> is it a dark corridor or is it lit up it's it's your bog set it's not particularly dark it's not okay. like once with the with that door open the light from the basement sort of la- la- is it still a landing if it's underground yeah the basement landing the basement foyer (laughs) (laughs) like there's enough light (laughs) the basement there's enough light for you to see let's go then you step forward are you going to open the door that says private staff vaults gonna try is there any other doors or is that the only one that's the only one then we're gonna open the door you open the door it opens (sighs) into a circular room and all around the edge of this room are lots and lots of doors but they all seem to be locked or secured like in a different way so there's one that you can see opens onto a corridor but a shimmering sort of barrier is blocking the way there's another one that's blocked by lots of twisting vines and thorns all dead of course because nothing grows down here but still there in fact i mean like this appears to be a door for every possible subject and therefore staff member in the school Hmm. However, uh, just at this moment, you hear the music winding down upstairs. Crap, I need to get back upstairs. I can't leave Donnie hanging. That would be too mean. What are you doing with Donnie? Frank. Oh, okay. I'm sure I told you about this. Maybe. <laughs> and you need to collect your prize, Jesse. Oh, shoot. They'll notice I'm not there. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to film all the doors so we can work out which one might be Miranda Heckington's. Well, Grace, you might still... You don't necessarily have to come up straight I'm away. staying in Death basement all on my own. Are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> can't afford another detention. <laughs> incidentally, there is a sign on the wall that says creepy death basement. <laughs> <laughs> Do not doubt it. <laughs> I'm just saying, just see if you can tell whether there's a door that the voice is coming from and then and then leg it. You're just gonna leave me here listening to the voice. Well, we need to get back up, but if we, you know, if we see Monty um, uh, coming down as we're heading back up, we'll, we'll, I don't know, give you a sign, send one of our familiars just to come running down mm. or something, I don't know. But That's fine. We need to, it's just, I now know who um, is going to just sacrifice me <laughs> at a moment's notice. That's fine. We've got time to just listen. Grace, can, can we hear the voice still? Test your brains. Oh, no, I don't have brains. <laughs> One. Oh dear. You can't hear anything. Nope. Jesse's ears are still ringing from the whack music upstairs. I got eight. Grace? Nine. You you can hear like the finding, finding, but because of the circular room, it all just seems to echo off all the walls. It's really difficult to pinpoint a specific door, a specific direction. You, the music's completely stopped no. upstairs now. You're going to have to okay, go. Let's come back after the gig. Go. <laughs> 
you run up back to the main hall. Everyone's there. Whack are still on stage, obviously. Cherry Lion's main standing in front of the uh, microphone. And now it is the moment that everyone has been waiting for. All right, darlings. Now, thank you for listening. That's our new material. Oh, yes, it's amazing. Thank you. I'm so glad we could share this with you. Now, we have two very special people coming up on stage now. Miss Jessie Rowanberg and Merida Clark. Round of applause. Thank you. Yes, darlings. Jess, are you going up on stage there? <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> I'm pulled up quickly, straighten my robes, and no one notices I just legged it upstairs. Uh, I'm like sweating and panting, and you're all there looking like fresh as Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, darlings. You two, here are your self flying brooms that you've tried so hard, darlings, to win. She walks over, Barry Cooper hands her the two self flying brooms, and she hands one to you, Jesse. And she hands one to Merida. Barry Cooper comes out. No, just stay on stage a moment, uh, ladies. We'll need to take some uh, publicity photos. But first of all, I just want to say that my team, the Harrington Harriers, I think that's what they're called. It's been a while, yeah, since I've mentioned them. Uh, a really great man. He starts just droning. He's giving it the corporate pitch, you know, just like with everything. So if anything were to happen to Barry Cooper, Ugh. now would be the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on, we don't need to listen to this. Donny, Donny! <laughs> oh, you catch Donny's eyes. He's standing near the front. He's got his wand out. I guess, can you roll for Donny? What, the buckle buster? He's been practicing mm-hmm. it. It's going to be brawn four. Okay, four. What's his brawn? Oh, yeah. What is Donny Zimmer's brawn? Is um, he a daring athlete? If he's a daring athlete. He, he would be a daring athlete, yeah. 20. Yeah. <laughs> 20. 20. Wow. So Donnie literally, he looks at you, grins, and just flicks his wand, and Barry Cooper's belt buckle just explodes. (laughs) Shrapnel (laughs) flies everywhere. Some of it flies up. The light is like just... And it hits one of the lights, one of the overhead spotlights sort of explodes, <laughs> making a loud bang, similar to the one that Grace heard in her vision. One of the windows in the skylight smashes and glass rains down everywhere. The crowd are like, oh my goodness, what the hell? Go Xavier. Um, <laughs> right, I'm gonna kind of, yeah, go for this this water illusion. Oh, oh, oh yeah, sorry, it... I forgot. The buckle explodes and obviously Barry Cooper's trousers fall down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Jesse, you're closest up on stage. What what kind of underwear is Barry Cooper wearing? He's got a silk thong. Oh. <laughs> like a posing pouch with no. leopard print. That's not what I thought you were going to go for. <laughs> Let's go for... Again, Jesse, as the closest, would you describe the area that Xavier is aiming at as a book or smaller? <laughs> Smaller. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be probably brain six, Xavier. Okay. Uh, seven. Hey, it's it's enough to get right. So it's Barry Cooper is flapping about. Describe. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to assume this is not. You know, it's not an impressive. Uh, it's just the right amount of trickle. <laughs> so it sort of sadly makes it look like he's so embarrassed he's just wet himself. 
and it's yeah he's his silk leopard print thong is is kind of dripping wet it's not a not a pretty sight i think at this point he he's very he's very flustered and he's uh yeah quickly exiting the stage barry cooper runs off the stage mortified red in the face wet in the crotch he's just he's gone the the, <laughs> the nearest teacher happens to be miss merriweather and she can see you know everything's sort of just everything's going a bit to chaos so she jumps up on the stage she raises her arms calm down calm down thank you what an unfortunate turn of events now i believe we have some publicity photos to take ladies compose yourselves would you please mount your brooms <laughs> it's only a bit of piss dear i'm sure you've seen it before <laughs> will you <laughs> will you please mount your brooms so that the photographer can take a picture of you and cherry lion's mane in this momentous occasion yes, everyone yes. else calm down calm down. she she goes off to manage the crowd you and merida get onto your brooms and sort of you know they they're self-flying so they immediately sort of start to hover cherry lion's mane stands between you but before the photographer can take the picture the brooms start to rise uncontrollably this self they're just rising, rising, rising. Merida looks at you as if to say, wait, what the hell's going on here? And it's just, they keep going up towards the broken window. And before you can stop them, the brooms shoot up and fly you away. Oh my God. To be continued.